And now, Audio Theater Central. Oh, hi there. I'm John Avery Whitaker. <laughs> Most folks around here call me Whit. <laughs> My name is Finian Jones, and you are. Hello, I'm Dave Arnold, your host for Focus on the Family Radio Theater. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Audio Theater Central. This is the show that's all about family-friendly audio drama. I'm JD. And I'm Roy. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to episode 116. In this episode, we've got a review of volume one of The Adventum from Wise King Media. And we've got some feedback from Amber, Samuel, and Micah. And a few audio drama tidbits. And... Wait for it. A jam-packed newscast. (laughs) Oh, yes. Roy, you're going to earn your money today. Yeah, here we go. Lots of money to be made. (laughs) (laughs) If you get paid by the hour, you're going to make bank on this one. (laughs) Bill Hyde, executive producer at Heirloom Audio, has announced that their team is planning to produce four new audio dramas in 2019. Some will be more GA Hinty adaptations, such as One of the 28th, A Tale of Waterloo, and In the Heart of the Rockies. But they are also planning to work on a new Christian fantasy series based on the Bell Mountain books written by Lee Dwiggin. In a related item, members of Heirloom Audio's Live the Adventure Club now have access to a new series of short audio dramas called Good Days Remembered. These six to seven minute shows are contemporary stories that Bill Hyde says he hopes will, quote, harken back to the morals of yesteryear and provide our listeners with some tangible lessons for the youth of today, unquote. Lamplighter Theater has announced that their next two audio dramas will be Quicksand, Getting to the Bottom, followed by My Golden Ship. Both dramas were recently recorded at the Lamplighter headquarters in New York. No word yet on release dates. On a sad note, Charlie Vandermeer, known to most as Uncle Charlie, died on February 22, 2019, at the age of 84. He was the longtime host of Keys for Kids and children's Bible Hour radio broadcasts. Starting as a nine-year-old boy, Charlie was a part of the radio broadcast of CBH Ministries, which later became Keys for Kids Ministries, from the early 1940s to 2016, with only a four-year break during that time to attend college. Vandermeer is survived by his wife, three daughters, and one son. That's it for the news this time. I'm Roy, reporting for Audio Theater Central. Man, Roy, you had to end things on a sad note? Come I, on. Who writes what this? A downer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, do you write your own material? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty sad, though. I mean, I, I, I have more probably memories of early audio drama as a, as a young kid of listening to Children's Bible Hour than than I do Odyssey. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know because it was like Keys for Kids was a, a daily show, so I listened to him every single afternoon after school, mm-hmm. and then Children's Bible Hour, which actually I think at the time that I first started listening to it had already switched to become a half hour show, oh. but they still called it Children's Bible Hour. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but it had I don't know if you guys ever listened to it, but it had uh, a short audio drama segment, which I think was probably about ten or fifteen minutes, and then there was songs and stuff like that. I guess it was a kids variety show, uh, but it definitely did have audio drama in it. But yeah, I, I listened to that every single weekend, and then I listened to Keys for Kids every afternoon. So Uncle Charlie, yep, he was a 
part of my childhood. Yeah. They always played him right before Odyssey. So it was like we had mm-hmm. to hurry up and get through this to get to Odyssey. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, that's on, my Uncle memory. Yeah. <laughs> that's my memories of him too. Get that's out funny. of the way so we can listen to Odyssey. That coincides exactly with my <laughs> attitude at the time. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah. I've always liked music. So they, they yeah. always had music in the yeah. show. And so I always really liked that. The only thing I remember is them playing it on Saturdays. I don't remember it being daily, at least here in Phoenix. But Keys it, for Kids? It might have been. I might have just missed it, I'm sure. Because I didn't. All we did was listen to Odyssey and we pretty much turned on the radio at seven if we weren't just listening to the tapes, yeah. honestly. So. Yeah, I think it, another thing that was really interesting too is that they had. The, the devotional books that you could order mm. and they would send them to you for free. Oh. You didn't even have to – I mean, if you wanted to send a donation, you could. And, and there were a few times when I would send – I'm a little I'm a little kid, you know, so I would send an envelope with a dollar in it or something like that. That's would, awesome. But they would just send you the, the new books of Keys for Kids every single month and it would have a little story and a little scripture and they were same kind of stories that they would adapt for the audio dramas. Oh, that's cool. And they always illustrated a point, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I loved it. And then they also had a, a program where they would send you a little workbook kind of things, uh, questionnaires about, you know, different biblical topics and stuff. And then you would answer, take the quiz, you would send it back and they would score them. And then they would send it back to you with your grade on it. Oh, and wow. And it would be signed by Uncle Charlie. I don't know if he actually signed all of them, but it sure looked like it was actually an ink signature um, cool on there, and you know, so I probably still have those somewhere. <laughs> uh, the good old days, <laughs> the innocence of childhood. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into this review. As you may be aware, Wise King Media is the current owner and producer of the Jonathan Park series, but they recently, as in the last uh, handful of months, released a new audio drama series, which we've mentioned on the show in the past, called The Adventum, where they are taking highlights of, of biblical stories, starting at the very beginning in Genesis and dramatizing them, kind of filling in some of the the gaps in the dialogue that we don't have in scripture. And volume one starts at the very beginning with creation and goes all the way through the story of Jacob and Esau. Now, they are going to be continuing in the book of Genesis in volume two, but that's where this one stops. And so we're going to talk about that today. It was released in September 2018, and it's just over four hours in length. And it has 20 episodes. They call them episodes. However, there is no uniformity whatsoever regarding length of of them. I think there was Mm -hmm. one that was like five minutes and 20 seconds, and then there was one that was over 30 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and... There's nothing to indicate that you've moved on to the next episode either. So it's not like – I don't know. It's not like a normal audio drama where you would think of an individual episode. There's no open or close or anything. It just moves right along. So I would consider them more just like 20 tracks. Yeah. (laughs) Almost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the tracks just vary depending on the story they're telling. Yeah. Yep. Um, At least that's the way it seemed to me. Yep. That's what Um, it seemed like. Yeah. Track one is, for instance, the story of creation. And then it's describing the paradise of of or describing the fall of humanity and then it goes on and it sort of breaks it up by story, yep. I guess. Yeah. But some of them are more like scene setting for a story, <laughs> almost. Because mm-hmm. you have the story of uh Adam and Eve and their two sons, but one of the tracks is the first family, and all it really is 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 
describing Adam's state of mind after the fall and setting up the story of of uh, Cain and Abel. So it's not necessarily story by story, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. I don't think they need anything to close out the track. I mean, it flows. No, no, yeah. no. I think you're it was right, fine. You're right. Yeah. yeah, I think it was fine. Although, if you were going to try to listen to it a volume at a time and kind of think of it in that way, it, then it might not make any sense. But if you just think of it as one continuous story, which it is, yeah, then it's fine. Uh, so I think it's great. Yep. All right. Will you do us the honors, Andrew? Surely. Deeply immerse yourself in God's story of redemption from the very first moment that God spoke the universe into existence. Feel the sheer delight of Adam walking with his creator in the garden. Begin to grasp the first couple's emotional pain of spiritual separation after the fall. Experience the mixed emotions of Noah and his family when God supernaturally shut the ark door. Imagine Abraham's euphoric relief when God provided a ram to be sacrificed in place of Isaac. Witness the stage being set for the entire Bible as each captivating story of Genesis unfolds. Well, I don't know if it's each story because they do. They don't. True. We stopped about halfway through. <laughs> yeah, but, and they don't even do every single story. True. But I get what they're saying. The highlights, the major stories, I suppose. Well, if you have not yet heard this amazing quality audio drama, here is a little uh, little teaser to give you a, an idea of what it sounds like. Unlike any other being. Adam had the breath of the Creator inside him. And now, before all creation, man came to life. <gasps> Hurry! A wave is coming! It's closing! All by itself! It's the hand of God! He himself is shutting the door! At the age of 90, I finally have a son. <laughs> My precious son, you shall be called Isaac. He laughs. Oh. <laughs> higher! Higher! Build my tower higher! Lord Nimrod, if he begins to reign, it would be wise to call off work for today. What did I tell you, Eber? Great accomplishments require great achmanness. I'm sorry, but what did you say? I, I don't understand what you're saying. That, that part gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. oh, the language... Yes. God confuses the language. And, yeah. Oh my Especially goodness. when Eber makes jokes about it afterwards. That exactly. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> it's a little less dramatic, possibly, than Adventures and Odyssey's version of the Tower of Babel, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Man. And just listening to that again, like, it just so, such high quality. Yeah. Oh, there's so much, there's so much human emotion that's evoked. And the music is incredible. Oh, Jared. It totally is. So many unique things, the choir, yeah. the voices. Mm -hmm. Like, you Chance. don't hear that very often in audio drama. Yeah. That yeah. was perfect at the places that he used it. And I don't know, everything he did was just 
incredible as per usual. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So while we're while we're talking about the crew members, of course, as already mentioned, Jared De Pasquale composed the the score for this. The script was written by Kimba Henderson, who is a a, a new name to me. I hadn't heard of her before, but uh, I think she did a a phenomenal job with it. It was directed by John Fornoff with sound design by Luke Gonneau. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm so impressed with Luke's work. Yeah. He oh, is yeah. I mean, he learned from one of the greatest, Rob Jorgensen is it has been working with him closely and I think he's he's worked with Alan Hurley as well, I believe, but this is exciting to me. Kind of a a little bit of a side note, but it's exciting to me to start to hear and see the work of this kind of this next generation of audio drama creators who are stepping into the big time, you know, and doing really, really good work. Absolutely. I mean, we are looking at a span of, you know, even if you just consider Odyssey, the beginning of sort of the modern American audio drama mm-hmm. renaissance, I suppose. We're looking at, what is it, 35 years mm-hmm. coming up in a few years, a couple of years from now. That's a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to require a lot of new talent to step in as folks retire and move on everything from acting to writing to sound design it's all going to have to there's lots of big shoes to fill yeah there are many big shoes to fill <laughs> so uh i think it's pretty awesome to hear these new names but not experience any kind of like oh man you know that's uh right. boy we miss whoever right, you know, right. We, oh man boy don't you just miss uh, Dave Arnold sound design or something like that. Not really. Cause they just, the people that stepped in it did do such a good job. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And, uh, producer was Mark Rashi of Wise King Media and executive producer Mark and Chase Carter. So right now I just want to say you guys knocked it out of the park with this one. Yes. Oh, absolutely. In a nutshell, here's my overview opinion of the entire volume one i wrote this down so i would make sure that it was worded properly and it's not just off the top of my head so here's what i said the adventum is a stunning portrayal of narratives from scripture it presents the people from the bible in such a relatable human light that it reminds the listener that these characters were in fact real people with real emotions real feelings and real motivations the acting is superb the music and sound design are phenomenal and the script is very well written. This is a stellar production that I highly recommend, and I can't wait to hear more. So that's my view in yeah. summary. Yeah, I think the they the, they made it real. I mean, it it got me at at the beginning with Adam getting kicked out of the garden. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you what, like, I think I I slacked you, JD. And yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I was. It just hit me like it became so real. It fulfills absolutely the purpose of audio drama. Yeah. It's, it's almost an elemental, like, this is what audio drama is meant to do. It's to tell stories and create an idea in our mind ab- about characters and so on. But it's telling the story. The story, yeah. And so it's even more emotional and yeah. incredible and so on and so on. And it's a big undertaking because yeah. if you didn't do it right, you could really mess it up. There's oh, a yeah. lot of room to to make this terrible. Yeah. But they did an excellent job. It's yeah. And yeah. just exactly to quote JD, I cannot wait to hear more. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just amazing. It's so good. I, I, I hope that they're able to to actually do the entire Bible because it's just that good. 
Yeah. yeah. And like, and I was thinking about it. I think we should make sure that it's not just like Bible is. It's not, you know, Mm-mm. it's not just like dramatized scripture. No. It's the Bible dramatized. Like it's, you know, they've got a script written and stuff and, and they've got, uh, they put a little, uh, what do we call it? Artistic license. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just make it come to life in a way that I've never heard before. There the, are the there are like pull quotes, I guess you might call it, sure. from the Bible, sure. where they actually do directly quote, you know, so on and so forth from the Bible. Yeah. But all sprinkled through there as one of the examples that I was talking with you two about earlier was, so we look at Genesis 23 and verse 1, verses 1 and 2, and the Bible says, and Sarah was in hundred and seven and twenty years old. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died in Kirjath Arba. The same is Hebron in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. When you're just, quote unquote, reading the Bible, just reading through the story. Yeah. That sounds very dry, almost, if you don't stop and think about it. If you're just reading just to get through it, then you're going to miss what's actually happening there. But they take essentially those two verses and they spend minutes of time having a last conversation between Abraham and Sarah and all the things that could have happened uh, that we aren't explicitly told, you know, and Abraham spoke with his wife, Sarah, about their wonderful life that they had had together before she passed away, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but but that probably would have happened. So it's uh, it's that kind of thing. They take verses, little snippets, highlights, important points, and they expand upon what the Bible tells us happened and bring more than just the facts. Sarah died. Okay. Yep. Okay. Just move on. You know, we don't yeah. think about it if we're just reading. But if we stop and think about it for a minute, these two people had spent over a hundred years together, most likely. So that's a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which is just a, an incredible concept. Uh, so it's really pretty amazing. Yeah. And by the way, uh, there's going to be spoilers here, but if you've read the Bible, <laughs> you, there will be spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Sarah dies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming up, Genesis chapter. <laughs> uh, good point. <laughs> now, this is something interesting too. A- aside from the the odd links in the in the whole episode thing, which is very different from a lot of audio dramas, there's no announcer coming in saying, and now, why is he media? You know, right. they don't do that. Oh, there's no theme thankfully. music. There's no kind of... Well, not even at the beginning. Like, there's yeah. nothing at the very. It just starts right in. And that's perfect. But we talked about that before. Remember, we talked. Well, we talked about that on like second, like on other tracks, like the, right when it continues splitting it up. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's not. I like, like it. You know, like focus on the family. Yeah. Radio theater does. You know, you know, they have the swirling sure. music that comes in, and then Dave Arnold or whoever sure. and introduces it. There's none of that. Just goes right into the show. No credits. We we said this already. There's no credits after every single episode, which is fine. Yeah. And there's really not even any credits at the end. It's no. just like a little, very short tag mm-hmm. giving the website, and that was it. I mean, it was it was probably ten seconds or something like that. Yeah. So that was very interesting. It's very different from from most productions, but certainly not anything negative about that. It's just no. something that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And I think because of what this production is, that it's almost better that way. Stands on its yeah. sure. Stands by itself. Yeah. Now, uh, another thing that really grabbed my attention was we're starting at the very beginning of the Bible. We're starting with the creation story, yet the very first uh, – well, I, I, first we should say that there is a narrator. Yeah. It's very narration heavy. Yeah. But 
in a really extremely well done way. Mm-hmm. Extremely well done. This is probably one of the best because there is a ton of narration. There's a lot, uh, but it does not bother me at all. And no. uh, the the narrator, we talked about this a moment ago before we started recording, that the narrator is really a character in this one. E- even though he's not an actual character of the Bible, just the way he delivers the the, the text, it, it's, a, it's a performance of it. And mm-hmm. it's just done extremely well. But he starts off with John 3.16 at the very mm-hmm. beginning, which yeah. is so interesting. Because there's a there is a correlation because sure. the book of John starts with in the beginning, right? Right. And Genesis one starts with in the beginning. So, I, I just thought that was interesting that they start off the creation story and they mention John three sixteen because we know that all through Scripture there's this thread, there's this looking forward to Christ and, right. and Calvary, right? And so they really emphasize this. There's a plan. Yeah. God had this plan all along. And and I, I like that emphasis that they put. And while I'm talking about it, I should mention the narrator was Nato Jacobson. That's how he's credited here. We've, we've heard him before at, credited as Nate Jacobson or Nathan Jacobson. We've heard him before in a handful of the Lamplighter theater productions. He was also in um, the... The night one? What was that one called? Oh, Sir Giant Knight. Killer. Oh, Jack the Giant. Or not Jack the Giant Killer. Wow. Whoa. Not sure where that came from. The Giant Killer, period. Yeah. So he was in The Giant Killer, but he was the main character in Treasure of the Secret Cove. He played Cuthbert Grayson. Uh, but his voice that he does here for the narrator is yeah. completely different. I never would have realized that no. it was the same person. That's really crazy. He did an excellent job. Everybody really did, as far as the acting goes... Everybody did an incredible job, but the narrator has a lot of lines, uh-huh. uh, a unique role, and he just did it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And now to my ear, not being super familiar with all the different English or British accents, to my ear, his British accent was great. I mean, he it's not, it's not a straight up British accent, but there's a little, I don't know how to describe it. It's not super pronounced, but there are – there's just the, the way he pronounces certain things, it sounds a little British. Did you guys – what do you think about that? Is wow, it, I, didn't, I did not pick up on that. Because the way he, he – some of his vowels and the oh. way he hits certain sounds, it's – I don't know. It sounds a little bit British to me. Interesting. Maybe no one has any context for what this means, but the whole narration, music, scope – reminded me of the Civilization games, uh, especially Civilization Six, the most recent one, from, I think it's Sid Meier or something like that. You can you can look it up, and there may be clips or something like that that you can listen to for context, but the music is very sweeping and majestic and gives you a sense of eons passing by and so on and so forth. And that's kind of what you get out of this as well. They're very comparable to each other. And I would just, if you have the time and can look up some kind of clip or something of the voices that they use to introduce the different civilizations and things like that, it's really similar and kind of fascinating. Uh, that's what it made me think of the whole way through this, uh, especially the opening tracks. It's just amazing. And then the vo- the choirs used and it was really reminiscent of that. And it get, does give you that sense of something huge, yeah, uh, something immense. Just a, an, an epicness to mm-hmm. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And every character managed to portray that, even if they were just doing a little small snippet here and there of different interactions. There was still this thread running through that 
this is the whole history of man almost. It's hard to sum up, but that's kind of a feeling you get. Yeah. And as you can imagine, with this being all these major stories throughout the book of Genesis, there's a lot of little supporting roles or bit parts. I mean, mm-hmm. servant here and, you know, messenger over here, you know, those little kind of things. But as you said, every single one just, it, it was so well done. I think we would be here for a long time if we kind of went through every single oh yeah credit. But I think the major ones, Adam and Eve were so good. Yeah. Um, Adam was played by Joseph Narducci, I think is how you say that. I'm not sure, but... And Eve was played by Sarah Prentice. And I thought both of them did a spectacular job. But I thought in particular, Sarah just was phenomenal as Eve. And before we get too far in, I want to mention the the sound effects for the creation scenes. Oh, man. Just the sounds of, of the trees growing and yeah. the waters and all of that. It was just so good. It was amazing. Yeah. Now, speaking of taking artistic license, there was one thing in particular that really jumped out at me. And at first, it kind of was like, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about it. But there's a scene where Adam and Eve are just kind of like, seems like they're just, uh, you know, laying there in the Garden of Eden and kind of watching the sky and stuff. And then just having this conversation. And they start kind of musing about space travel, which (laughs) really sounded so odd to me. But... You know, who knows? We don't know what they had to say to one another, but I suppose they may have thought about that kind of thing. Like, Yeah, yeah. there's no way to know. Which I think might have been the reason they pull something like that out of left field is just the idea that we have really no conception of what it was like from the Bible other than the bits and pieces we know about peace and safety and ultimate, you know, innocence and so on and so forth. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot of context that we get, or detail, I should say. Context we've got in in spades, but not detail. Yeah. And you already referenced this, Roy, but the, the scene of the expulsion was was so well done that it, it was so moving. The first time I heard it, it, re- it actually brought me to tears because yeah. I'm just like, the the way the actors portrayed it and, and the, the music and everything coming together, it just, it was just perfect. Yeah. And I love, there's a line that the narrator says right around that point. Uh, He says, God spoke a mysterious word about a seed. He was already planning a way back to him. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. Man, that's so good. It's a detail, but the only thing I would have changed is uh, I would have said already planned. The Bible does say that Jesus Christ was the lamb slain from the The foundation foundation of the world. It's a little niggle, but it's just something I picked up on. I was like, eh. Yeah, planning, mm, more like it was already planned. He he knew uh, what was needed from the beginning. Another standout scene was uh, a little bit later, we have a scene where where Adam is in this little rocky valley. Yeah. And he's talking or just kind of pouring out his heart about his – basically his regret for what happened and how – it really changed their lives forever, and of course, all of humanity. And it was just a extremely again. It, it brought the realness of this of these characters into in just a, in just a, an amazing way. And there's a there's a few lines where he's just like, "God, do you even love me anymore?" And it it, it was an extremely moving scene. Yeah, 
It was it's one of the best in there, I think. Another scene that really stood out to me was the depiction of of Cain's attitude about sacrifice. Hmm. It because frankly hmm. that that portion of scripture has always been a, something to me that is just like I never really. F- I guess I mean I've heard it. Preachers talk about that story, and everybody kind of has their own little take on it uh, about why Cain did what he did, about why God responded the way he did, and and all this kind of stuff. But this listening to this and the way they portrayed it and showing his whole attitude, it just made sense to me. And of course, again, we don't know exactly how it happened, exactly what he may have said, but it just felt to me like a really accurate representation. Yeah. There are so many points in here that evoke uh, all kinds of different emotions. I almost felt like as I was listening to this that you're on sort of an uh, an emotional roller coaster, which oh, yeah. is accurate, especially if you're going to compact all of this history into a few minutes. Because you have the the highs of the garden and then down to the lows of the fall and then back up when Adam realizes that there is access back to God, even if it's limited, and that God still loves him. And then you continue on down into the depths of despair again with Cain and then and then you sort of start to crawl back out of it with with Noah. But at the same time, it's a sad story because of all the ugliness and sin that God hated so much. And it's it's just... It's incredible as you go through and hear the emotion and as they even said in the summary, the the mixture of, of emotions that there probably would have been on the ark as the people that uh, Noah and his family have lived with for years, even if they were a pariah yeah. to those people, were, you know, trying to get inside the ark at, you know, when it was too late, essentially. And the relief at being saved themselves but the despair at hearing every other human being, you know, knowing, I guess, that every other human being is in the midst of of being destroyed, it would be difficult to to understand how to react to something like that. And again, as we've continued to say, these stories fleshed out the way they are, given life the way they are, really makes it genuine, yeah. real. When you read in the Bible, and the rain fell for this many days, and then it receded, and and they let out the, the dove, and all this, you, you you can't hear the joy in their voice when they there's land again, and it's been 150 days or 190 days, over half a year since they've seen land, <laughs> and so uh, all of these uh, ideas that are presented in this audio drama are done in such an, an excellent way that. It's almost without parallel. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so good because yeah. it's so it's such an ambitious project, but it's done really well. So it's yeah, the awesome. writing. Kudos to the writers. Yeah. Rich Schwingle, one of the actors, pops up a lot yeah. in this. And it's really cool because his website on his blog, he talks a lot about this project and he has pictures of them in, in the studio and stuff and just different things. I thought I thought it was a really neat. Side note, you can check out. You can see like some of the the making of the the project and yeah. some of the behind the scenes stuff, but he played a ton of you know supporting roles in this and a few main characters played Ham yeah as in Noah's son not yeah. side of right. <laughs> but that scene in the ark when the door is shut and, and you hear all those people just pounding on the outside oh, of the yeah. ark that's that's a crazy scene. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and I actually mentioned this earlier to Roy and JD, but there is one little piece that I thought was interesting because they emphasize so much man trying to get back to God, but they skipped over one little thing that I feel like deserved, even if it was just a sentence or a mention, even if you didn't play out the entire scene with an actor, even if the narrator just mentioned it, uh, when they're talking about men trying to get back to God, uh, they emphasize the scripture that says in the days of a certain man, I cannot remember who it was, forgive me, but then began men to call on the name of the Lord again. And, but they, they do gloss over or don't even mention Enoch, who the Bible says walked with God and was not for God took him. Uh-huh. That's, that's momentous and, and unique and only happened one other time. As far as we know from the Bible, a man who did not die, but God simply moved him from earth to heaven. Yeah. Immediate, you know, essentially immediately because of his close walk with God. That is something that's incredible. But obviously you can't cover everything. I just felt like it was interesting that they didn't touch that part when we're emphasizing so much. Yeah. Man trying to get back to God. I know the time constraints are part of doing an audio drama. Sure. And you can't cover everything. It's just one little thing I picked up on that, that I thought, I wish they would have talked about that, you know? Yeah, that's a that's a valid point. A few standout performances that I that I wanted to mention in particular was uh, Gary Nation, who played Abram slash Abraham. Uh, just a phenomenal job. And I think he stands out because Abraham is in so many different stories. I mean, I mean, we know he, Abraham is, is the father of, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's just like, there's a lot of these episodes that deal with him and he just did a fantastic job. And it's, it's always such a... <laughs> I'm I'm so impressed by actors who can do this because I don't know how to do this very well, but you can hear that he when he was a a middle aged man, and you can hear because he goes through his whole life all the way up to a hundred plus years. Mm-hmm. You can hear him age. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. amazing, and he just does it so well. There is an interesting point that's that was pointed out by a preacher that I heard not too long ago. Talking about the idea that Abraham was, oh, in his 40s or something like that when he was called out of the era of the Chaldees, but he lived to be 180, I think. I don't want to get it wrong, but he lived to be very old, uh-huh. essentially. And if you and if you look at his age versus how long he lived and compare that to his age versus how long we live now, he was called when he was a very young man, essentially, because they lived... Much longer during that time. They yeah. weren't living 900 years anymore, but they were still living close to 200 years. And he lived for 175 years, not 180. That was close. close not too bad for off the top of my head, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if he was called when he was 40, that's only a quarter of his life, a little less than a quarter of his life. So that's like being called when you're 18, 19, 20 years old to leave everything and, and go follow God. It's similar. That's if, true. If his lifespan was was what our lifespan is. So he so, wasn't middle-aged, I guess. Exactly, right? exactly. And, and we have to think of it that way. And it was still a miracle that Sarah had uh, a child at the age that she did, but she was in her 60s, comparatively. Uh, she wasn't 100 years old. And it's interesting to note, too, that when they go down into Egypt, I believe it was, she was already 90 or 80. And yet Pharaoh wanted to have her as his wife. So she obviously didn't look like she was 80 or 90, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is an interesting thing that I thought maybe they could have drawn a little bit more attention to. Again, you can't cover everything, 
But uh, I did think it was quite interesting because even when Abraham was 100 years old, he was only like 60, right? I mean, because he lived to be 175. He still had 75 years in front of him. Right. Uh, So, and Sarah, when she was uh, 90, had another another 37 years in front of her too. It's still a miracle, obviously, that she had a child. But the point being that because they were so long lived at that time, it was a, a little bit different than we might think of it as, oh my goodness, she was 90 and had a child? Wow, I mean, this old, 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 old wrinkled lady, you know. No, I don't think the, the king of uh, Egypt was just trying to make this old, old, old wrinkled lady his wife. That's not really how it works. Yeah. So. That is a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. It's true. Yeah. Well, since you talk about her, we should mention that Sarai or Sarah was played by Sarah Zimmerman. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> and Who better? She, yeah. She did a phenomenal, phenomenal job with that. She also played Mrs. Noah, by the way. and. Uh, Hagar, I thought the actress who played her was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really portrayed the the change in attitude with that character yeah. extremely well. Yeah, Bernadette speaks is her name, and just just a phenomenal job with that. And the music all throughout was amazing, but in particular the scene while they're fleeing from Sodom that was just amazing. It just fits so yeah. perfectly. Yeah. And then pairing that with the sound of Lot's wife turning into the salt pillar. Oh, man. Yeah. It was so eerie, but it seemed so spot on as well. Yeah. Like, just, I was, I was just like in awe. It was so good. Another scene that just absolutely stood out to me was the, the sacrifice of Isaac. Mm. So powerful and moving. The music again just fit the scene perfectly. And that's, that has always been an interesting story to me just to consider. Isaac, yes, he was young, but his complete willingness just to follow mm-hmm. what his his father's told him to do, yeah. and I mean, he wouldn't have been so young that the the instinct to preserve his own life wouldn't have been there. Yeah, so sure. he must have the way they complied. Port- yeah, the way they portrayed it is like he just said, told his dad, "I the God that you've taught me about right. would mm-hmm. never have allowed that to happen," and so he it just his complete confidence and trust. It was just. Really, really amazing. Again, about the sound design, the sound of Jacob and Esau in the womb. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And I was actually talking about this particular scene with Austin Peachy the other day. And it just kind of brought out the point. Like, it just shows you what amazing stuff you can do in the audio medium. Right. That just wouldn't work as well in a visual medium. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It would just be... Really, kind of creepy and weird. To Very weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to hear it in audio, and it was basically just to show that even at that stage, they were already warring with mm-hmm. each other, as the Bible says. Yeah. And so, just depicting that with sound was just really cool. There was a couple of uh, funny moments, just actually straight up funny, not just slightly humorous, but right. there was some funny stuff. Like on the ark when they were chasing the yeah. skunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. And then another one was when Esau's returning after a hunt and he says, I'm so hungry I could eat a – and then his horse starts whinnying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Eber, when he's talking to his wife after the – after man's language has been confounded at the building of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. 
And he asked his wife, did you hear what Nimrod said when God, when God confused the languages? And his wife goes, no, what did he say? You know, she's very serious. And he's like, he said, he doesn't <laughs> That was great. Oh, uh, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> I just want to mention a couple other performances that really stood out to me, and that was uh, Rebecca was played by Melissa Disney, which yeah. is a familiar name to us, and she did an amazing job. And, and as as I referenced a minute ago, Lot's wife that that whole scene just really well done. And she was played by Nicole Franco, uh, so just just really really good. And Rich Swingle was already been mentioned. He played Isaac, and again. He played Isaac as a, I'll use that term again, quote, middle-aged all the way up through his later years. And again, he's able to age his voice and just just did a really, really great job with that character. Yeah. There's actually three actors who play Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Isaac at four years old and then a teenage Isaac. And then Rich Swingle takes him in from adulthood on. Oh, one other character that, that Rich Swingle did was, was Puth. Who was kind of like the sidekick to Pharaoh? He was a great character, just like kind of slimy and creepy kind of sounding. Yeah, I loved it. He was he was so good. One final note before we wrap this up, and I, I, there was a line that, well, the whole conversation about Jacob's deception of his father and Rebecca's part in that, it was very interesting in the way that they they played it out, and and it was just I think it was really spot on. But there was a point where Jacob says to her. Does God need your help to keep his promises? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, mm. that's good. Yeah. You tell her. It is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you went along with it too, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. To sum it all up, just a phenomenal job. Just, I was so impressed with this. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I feel like this is better production-wise than a typical Jonathan Park has been in the past. Oh, no doubt. I I don't know how to compare the two other than to say that this is simply better in almost every respect. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's it's and Jonathan Park is not shabby. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm right. just saying that this is incredible. I would totally agree. Yeah, they they took this one up not just a a notch, several yeah. notches. Oh yeah, yeah, if they can take these production values and apply them to Jonathan Park, it'll be uh it'll be improved a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. So Wise King Media, kudos for the Adventum, where we're really, really loving this one. So uh, what do you think of the show? Please leave your message after the tone. Hi, Audio Theater Central. Hey, guys, this is Austin Peachy. Hello, J.D., Roy, and Andrew. My name is Victoria. Now, yesterday, I received a letter from a big fan. No time to chat. I've got an email list. Another package for me today. No, it's actually just your mail. Yes, it is that time to check out some feedback from you, the listener. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send your emails to feedback at audiotheatercentral.com or comment on the show notes or send a text message or a voicemail. Give us a call, 623-688-2770. Well, Amber got in touch with us and commented on our review of Adventures in Odyssey album 65, and I loved what she said. Yeah. She said, and th- this is in all caps, I literally <laughs> feel like Ava got divorced and remarried to someone else named David Parker. <laughs> and she said, yes, he does remind me voice-wise of Jason, but he's a completely different character. 
and it's so sad since he was one of my faves. And I think here she's still talking about David Parker, mm-hmm, the original. Right. But I am glad my absolute favorite is back, Jay. I loved him in these episodes. And if they ever replace Jay with another actor, I'll have to stop listening. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just write him out. Don't yeah. try to. Yeah, yeah. That's wow, that's she, a fair point. She's done. No, Jay, I'm done. <laughs> there you go. I don't think I would go that far, but. I, I do think it would be very difficult for anybody else to step into the role of that character. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. Wit Hertford it's, just uh, may, it's just so good. It'd be like somebody else playing Wooten. Yeah. They're too unique. Yeah, yeah. They're too unique of characters, or even somebody else playing Eugene. Their characters are far too unique. At least Mr. Whitaker is sort of a type. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's a he's an old grandpa with wisdom and such. Eugene is is Eugene. It's, huh. <laughs> Wooten is Wooten. I don't know how you <laughs> Yeah. I'm not, I I kind of I kind of agree with you on the Wooten thing. The whole Eugene thing is very hard to I don't know. That You might be able to do it, but it would be very difficult though, you're right. I mean I have thought about this a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. Wow. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's sort of morbid. Uh, thank you, Amber, for the feedback. She was trying to get us off on an AIO tangent. Oh, she was. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Just go on and on about that. So Samuel R. wrote in with a question. When will the next episodes of the Greenhorn Tales be released? That is to you, JD. You, well. You should know this answer, I think. <laughs> uh, well, I have an answer, but it's probably not the one that uh, people are wanting to hear. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We had hoped to already be be recording by this time. But that has not happened. And part of that is due to the fact that I completely miscalculated. I, I don't know how I did this. Like a, a month or t- month or so ago, I thought we already had all 10 episode scripts finalized for the first season. And we didn't. So we're now actually finishing up the last two scripts. Um, one is really close to being done. The second one is about half done. Mm. Um, so... The whole point is we wanted to have everything, all the scripts all written and then start recording because they are short episodes. Yeah. We can batch record all the, you know, you know, a chunk of episodes at a time for the the bit parts or the other supporting characters. We can just send them the scripts and have them record everything all at once. And then we're going to start producing them all at, at the same time. So I don't have a date. I wish I did. But uh, Samuel, thanks for checking in. They are coming soon. They will definitely be this year, um, hopefully within a, a couple of months. And the plan is once we finish all 10 episodes, then we will start releasing them on a, a regular basis uh, bi-weekly. So once that first episode drops, then you know you're not going to have to be waiting weeks and months wow. between episodes. what a concept. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, like. I don't even like waiting for two parters on the club, much less that's only a month. Andrew will wait for three months before he listens to. I'm like, the same way. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. listen to one and then wait I know. 30 days. I try, but I just I, can't. Well, that's the thing is I I can't either because everybody else in my life, the students <laughs> in the classroom and the, and my wife and everybody, they're just like, no, let's just listen to it. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, kudos to the CEO of Green Hotels. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then Micah Touche says, you guys mentioned that the worst place to begin the AIO journey would be in the middle of GRC. Funnily enough, that is exactly where I started. (laughs) 
I heard, I had heard a couple of episodes randomly over the years and knew vaguely who Wit and a couple of the main characters were. But when I decided to begin listening religiously, I was on a road trip and someone loaded the entire four disc GRC into a six disc CD player. They thought they had started it on disc one, but somehow the last disc started, which was episode 10 of 12. <laughs> quote, come on, Buck, it's getting late, quote, unquote. That's where the journey began for me. Uh, that's, that's so funny. funny. That is pretty funny. Hopefully they corrected their error. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's not the ideal place to start, but sure. if it gets you into Odyssey, any place will do, right? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. As long as you can go back and listen to it the way it was meant to be listened to. And apparently oh, it worked. Be well. Exactly. <laughs> and it worked. So he's still a fan and co-producer of the Jake Muller Adventures, by the way. Ah. Well, just a quick reminder. If you listened to the last episode, we had the interview with Boyd Barrett, the producer of Come and See. And I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you do go over to their website and order or pre-order the entire series of Come and See, use the code ATC and they'll send us a, a, a portion of your purchase. And so we would really appreciate it if you did that. Uh, Boyd has our already sent me an email saying that there's a, a few of the listeners have already done that. So I want to say thank you to those of you who have done that and encourage the rest of you, <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, we would really appreciate it. And you won't regret it, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's a really well done production. And also, a uh, quick mention, one of our listeners, Dominic, uh, has launched his own uh, audio dramas. And so I thought, this is cool. We'll, we'll share it on the show. It's called St. Benedict Radio Theater, and their first production is an adaptation of the Father Brown mystery, The Blue Cross. So the link is in the show notes if you want to go check that out. It will be available for purchase on their website there very shortly. And we always like to encourage, as we talked about earlier, this next generation of creators. And if we can help inspire more people to make good quality audio drama, then we're all about that. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to head out the door. The last thing I want to say is Audio Theater Central Backstage is coming very, very soon. If you are not already a member of the Insiders, which is our newsletter, you'll want to go over to the website and sign up for that because you will be the first to know when that launches and it's coming very, very soon. What are some of the things that the listener can get if they join, if they if they get a backstage pass? Backstage pass. Mm. Well, first of all, you can get extra episodes, uh, a minimum of one per quarter. So that's four extra episodes a year, at least, Mm -hmm. I will say. And we'll be working to do more than that, I'm sure. And then uh, you can get some blooper and outtake reels, which, that's probably (laughs) worth the price of admission all by itself. (laughs) Uh, Those will be a lot of fun. We get to make fun of Roy's mistakes. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Since I don't make any. uh, It's like a newscast (laughs) full of bloopers. (laughs) JD, make sure to take all of mine out of there. Uh, Oh, yes. And we are doing something that's kind of fun. Uh, Anytime Roy, myself, JD, whatever, are listening to an audio drama just randomly or audiobook or really anything throughout the week, week, whenever, throughout Throughout the the month, we will simply (laughs) pull out our phone, pull out something and record a quick first impression, initial reaction, quick episode, as we're calling them, uh, which you'll be able to get access to. Um, as soon as we send them to JD and he's able to put them up. So that'll be a lot of fun. You get to hear from us more frequently, which is really the point. And then 
bonus interview audio. So some of the questions that may not make it into the final cut <laughs> for yeah. the podcast, you'll get to hear possibly the entire interview or at least more of it. And then I'll let another JD new, handle this this yeah, next one. because Another I, new thing. Yeah, another new thing, which we did talk about, by the way. And I do know what it is, but I'm not... I can't explain it very well is the right way to say it. So I'm going to pass it over to JD and let him explain this next part. Yeah. So when a producer releases a new trailer or promo or whatever they're calling them, sometimes they call them sneak peek or whatever, they're usually a few, just a couple of minutes long. We're going to cue that thing up, turn on the mics and hit start. And then we're going to listen to it and just give our first impressions of the trailer of that audio drama. And what we think about it as as we're hearing it. So you're going to get live feedback as we're listening to these things for the very first time. So just a, a little extra bonus content that you can get that um, is not going to be available to anyone else. And then occasionally, we're, we still have to work out the logistics of this, but we will also be sending links to Backstage Pass holders saying, you can tune in to the recording of the next ATC episode live. So you're going to get to hear all of our mistakes, all of the <laughs> all of the the pauses and everything. And you can see kind of a just a peek behind the curtain yeah. or you could say a backstage. backstage look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh and actually that'll be a lot of fun too because there are conversations and things that we do have off mic so to speak even though we are talking into the mics that don't make it into the show. Partially mistakes, some of our uh crack Tangents. research team uh yeah. doing their work and Things like that. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm pretty excited about that one. That'll be a blast for you guys to get to hear if we have interruptions and things, and you get to hear JD telling his dog to be quiet, and all the fun stuff that (laughs) that goes into making the podcast. Exactly. I think one of my favorite things that you receive is an exclusive three-inch round vinyl ATC sticker. And this thing is the coolest looking sticker, I'm telling you. I think it looks so well. It was so well designed. I, oh, yeah. I, I just love it. It's going to look great on the back of your laptop. Yeah, right? back that's of right. Your laptop. Stick your it right over that glowing car. Apple logo. Look very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or to cover up that Windows logo. I mean, Which anything. We wouldn't to blame cover you for that. that I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the. Or Dell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, come on. Who You get one of these stickers, and it's the coolest looking sticker that you've ever had in your life. And someone comes over and like, oh, this is cool. How do I get one of these? Like, well, I'm a backstage pass member, so, you know. Yep. These will not be available to anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and there's a few other little perks, but we'll save the rest of that for launch time, I think. Sure. Little little teaser. Well, let, let's wrap this thing up. If you want to get in touch with us, head over to audiotheatercentral.com slash contact. Of course, show notes are at audiotheatercentral.com slash 116. Links to everything we talked about, even Andrew's reference to civilization. That's going to be in the show notes as well. And uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And do us a favor and go tell a friend about Audio Theater Central. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Audio Theater Central is a production of Porchlight Family Media. Our theme music was composed by Sam Albandano. The show is produced and edited by J.D. Sutter. Our website is audiotheatercentral.com. Thank you.
got your joke book? Ah, so now from Corn Weekly, we have corn. <laughs> All right. Here's some corny ones for you today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this podcast. All right. So how did the barber win the race? The barber? What is he doing racing? I know. <laughs> Especially with scissors and things in his hands. <laughs> you're not supposed to run with scissors. Right, right, right. He knew know. a shortcut. That's how he won. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is an old one, but I love this joke. When is a door not a door? When it's a jar. Yes. Now, and, you know, a little side note here. A jar is the best word to use at hangman because no one ever gets it. It's the best one to oh, use. Oh, I could see how that would be. Yeah. It's awesome. It's got a J and two A's. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Wisdom with Roy. That's right. Porchlight Family Media. Your source for family-centered content. Porchlightfamilymedia.com.